0: I got COVID January 26th, 2021.
1: I started experiencing COVID symptoms on March 14th of 2020. It was March 17th of last year.
0: Lost an extreme amount of weight in a short period of time.
2: Started having trouble breathing. I had so many random symptoms.
0: I've seen a cardiologist. I went to a neurologist, an infectious disease specialist.
1: host of gastrointestinal issues.
0: Saw a rheumatologist at Jefferson. Two different internal medicine doctors. I'm now seeing GI.
1: I was feeling in my body was almost as if the symptoms or the virus was moving through my body because this has been my life for a year, but trying to figure out what's going on.
0: I remember on my 10th day saying, the flu was worse than this. And I'm kicking myself for saying that because Mm -hmm. this is not a flu. I don't even know what to describe this. This is. I don't even know. But it's not over yet. The
3: stories of these three women, unfortunately, aren't rare. People all over the globe are sharing their strange symptoms on social media in hopes of finding answers. The culprit? What the CDC is now referring to as long-haul COVID or long COVID. The health organization's website says, quote, These conditions can have different types of combinations of health problems for different lengths of time. Pretty broad, huh? This is the Health Nexus podcast, powered by Jefferson Health. I'm Gianna DiMedio. The Guardian reports that women are four times as likely as men to get long COVID. Today, we hear from Alexandra, a Philadelphia woman who has exhausted options with various medical specialties and has now turned to alternative medicine and experimental treatments in hopes of getting her life back. In speaking with Alexandra for this episode, she led me to others who are suffering from long COVID. The symptoms and the desperation for information on what is going on in their bodies quickly became a running theme for each woman I spoke to. Samantha had COVID in January of this year. When her symptoms persisted after a few weeks, doctors told her she had viral onset dysautonomia and would begin to feel better in three months. But now six months out from the initial sickness and still no end to
0: what she calls a nightmare. Here's her story. My initial symptoms were like a sinus cold, like a runny nose, head pressure, a little bit of sneezing. And then I lost my taste and smell completely. The cold symptoms probably lasted about two days. No taste and smell probably lasted about three to four days. Between my many trips to the ER in the beginning, one doctor thought it was dehydration. So they gave me fluids and sent me home. But then I remained staying hydrated and it still was happening. So I knew it wasn't dehydration. I said, this is not dehydration. So I went back. And another doctor was like, oh, this is post-COVID syndrome. We're starting to see this a lot. In between then, I've seen a cardiologist, a neurologist, an infectious disease specialist, a PCP, like two different internal medicine doctors. I'm now seeing GI because I've lost an extreme amount of weight in a short period of time. I've only had two instances where... A doctor told me I was psychosomatic and that was very traumatizing or told me it was, other doctor told me it was anxiety. And I'm like, yeah, I'm anxious because I don't know what's happening to me. I call it the Corona Coaster. It's a term within the long haul. I didn't create it. I can't take credit for it. Some days are like, you know, manageable. And then other days it's like, I feel back to square one. I'm sick again, like back to the beginning. So you never know. It makes it hard to, you can't work. You can't make plans. You can't do things because you never know what the next hour is going to bring. I want the public to know that vaccinated or not, still wear a mask. Melissa lived an active
3: life, running marathons, working a fast-paced job, meeting friends at local bars and restaurants. All of it was just the tip of the iceberg on her calendar prior to COVID. But after dealing with mysterious symptoms since her initial infection in March 2020, her life is filled with pain entire days in bed, and unexplained rashes, and more.
1: My name is Melissa, and I started experiencing COVID symptoms on March 14th of 2020, which, if you remember back that far, was the Saturday right before the world shut down. I never thought I'd be sick. I was most worried about my parents because they were in the at-risk group. I just started feeling flu-like and was like, oh my goodness, I might have it. I'm very cautious and conservative as a person. So, you know, my thought was I should be fine because I'm healthy, probably be something mild for me. There were some symptoms that were odd. Like my chest was tight. I wasn't having any trouble breathing in the first two weeks, but my chest felt very tight. And I had a little bit of a fever. was just very fatigued. At the beginning of the third week, I started having trouble breathing. That really scared me. I've run several marathons. Many half marathons, broad street runs, very active. And I, at the time, you know, it was, I was having trouble getting up my stairs. I was left with this really difficult dilemma because I was not feeling well. And I wasn't feeling myself. I had friends who they're in more social work and mental health fields. And and they started asking me, well, do you think it's the stress of the pandemic? Do you think it's this? Do you think it's that? And, And I know myself and I know how I deal with stress. And that's, that was not what was happening in my body. You wanna trust yourself in your body and I'm usually pretty good at that. So the idea that, that what I was feeling was not being recognized was difficult. Interestingly, as time went on, my symptoms continued, but they started to change. Initially, it was very flu-like, fatigue, shortness of breath. Started feeling better, thought I was turning a corner. And then in June, I started getting a host of gastrointestinal issues. At one point I thought my spleen was enlarged. I was feeling in my body was almost as if the symptoms or the virus was moving through my body, almost down my body. I'm not an expert in this in in terms of my professional background or anything but because this has been my life for a year and because I am someone who researches for a living. Like I've been trying to figure out what's going on. Finally, someone passed on to me. There were Facebook groups or starting of people who were saying, I am sick for longer than two weeks. I am healthy or I was healthy. I didn't fit the criteria. Something is not right with my body. And so once I started getting involved with those Facebook groups, it was just a relief in many ways. I felt heard. So I think what's most important to understand is that it's a tricky virus. From what I understand about the research and what I've seen within my own body is it does a lot of damage to the body and it doesn't do that damage in a way that you typically would see a virus doing it. And it does feel like overall I've gotten better, but I'm still not myself 16 months later. At this point, I I feel like there's, You know, there's just a lot of damage and healing to my body that needs to be done. And it's important for people to be cautious because we don't actually even know yet what the virus really does to the body.
3: Alexandra is having a similar journey, initial COVID in March of 2020, and a strange mix of fatigue, shortness of breath, and brain fog coming on with a vengeance every few months since, Here's her story and how a new approach to treatment is giving her hope. I'm dealing with these chest pains and is this my heart? Is this my lungs? I have no
2: endurance. But I was also really confused and forgetful. And it felt like there was a pinball machine of thoughts just bouncing around in my head. That is the only way I can describe it. And again, just doing more reading and more reading. I connected the dots that this was brain fog and this was attention and focus issues. And oh my gosh, this is part of it too. They were looking at it as a heart issue and all the tests came back saying my heart was fine. Doctor called me when I got home that day and was also looking at the tests and said, this test says you have emphysema in your lungs. You've never smoked a day in your life, because this doesn't make sense. And that's when... We started to really delve into the symptoms that I went to a neurologist who ran an MRI, did blood tests. nothing looked abnormal. My thyroid, all of that looked normal, but I continued to get worse. The brain fog worsened, the uh, chronic fatigue worsened. And then I started getting fevers every day. I knew that other long haulers had developed autoimmune conditions through the support groups and my social media connections. Saw um, a rheumatologist at Jefferson who's run a slew of tests. Fortunately, I do not have an autoimmune condition, but clearly there was something wrong. I had mono six years ago, and I've read that in times of serious illness or stress, the Epstein barr virus, which causes mono, can be reactivated. And I asked my family doctor if she could run a test to see if it had been reactivated because that's the only other thing that I could think of. It was confirmed. And I started posting on my social media channels, other long haulers were reaching out saying they too had epstein Bar reactivated. One woman direct messaged me and said, thank you posting about this because I couldn't figure out my symptoms either. And I asked my doctor to run the test and it turns out my Epstein bar was reactivated as well. So this is becoming a trend with long haulers. I actually was relieved. The only because I had a name I had was, you know, something to identify it. It's certainly not something that I wanted, but at least it gave me a place to start. Everything I was being told is just rest and nutrition, but I thought there has to be something And I found some actual um, research scientific studies that were published that said vitamin C infusions through an IV high doses were proven to help patients with Epstein-Barr. And then I started trying to figure out how can I get that here in the Philadelphia area? And I found that the Marcus Institute was one of the places that it could happen to get that. Dr. Raquel has put together a plan for me, and it's fairly extensive. So over the last few weeks, I've I've gotten blood tests. She wanted to see my vitamin levels. She gave me a long list of vitamins and supplements to take. I have cut out all dairy, which is an effort to reduce the inflammation. She went through all the tests that had been run by all the other specialists. She had a plan right away. And it's... You know, I was in tears because I just felt like something. Somebody give me a plan because up until this point, I just, I felt like untethered in this ocean. I'm heading into the Marcus Institute of Integrative Health in Center City to get my first vitamin C infusion through an IV. This is the first of several treatments that I'm going to get over the course of the month of July. they actually refer to it as the Myers cocktail and it's not just vitamin C but it's a slew of other vitamins and nutrients. I just got home from getting my first vitamin C infusion. They told me it was possible I could feel thirsty or dizzy, but that any other reaction, you know, wasn't anticipated. I did get really thirsty afterwards and I did feel a little dizzy cuz I was having something, you know, put in my body. But that dissipated quickly and I just had water and I feel good. Um, I don't necessarily at this very moment feel some big boost of energy or improvement in my health, but I'm told that people feel better after a few days. I'm hoping that's the case. It is Monday, July 12th. It's been 10 days since I had my first micronutrient infusion from the Marcus Institute and I am out on my third walk in a week. I actually jogged a little bit on Saturday, two days ago. I didn't go out attending on jogging, but I was about a half mile in to my two and a half mile route. And I thought, let me just see if I can jog a little bit. And I could, but the fact is, it's the first time that I was able to jog in months. I feel good, I'm happy I, I did it. I'm excited to start the acupuncture treatment plan in a couple of weeks. I hope to be able to be active again. I don't know if I will ever get back to the person I was before COVID. And that's not being negative. That's just being pragmatic, being realistic, setting my expectations. Just to have some sort of semblance of my life back, of a piece of who I felt I was, you know, that would would make me happy. I'm optimistic that this plan that Dr. Raquel has put together will help me. It's just only time will tell as to the
1: degree that it will help. Friends of mine have since said that they've been more cautious because they've seen what I've had to go through.
0: This is a real thing, and it's, it's horrible. It's not just anxiety. It's not just depression. It's everything. And if you know someone who's going through it, the best thing I can tell people is to not give up on them. Check on them because it, it takes a mental toll on you. Sometimes you feel like a shadow.
2: Recovering from COVID is not linear. People look at me and I look healthy on the outside. You know, I'm, I'm living my life, but inside I could be having a really bad day. I could be tired or in pain, but just because you have a chronic illness, you still have to live your life. We're living something that people don't understand. To be kind to us, it's so important to be your own advocate. What you are going through is very real, even if the tests that you're undergoing don't reflect that. It's not in your head.
3: Visit the Health Nexus for more content about long COVID, plus a special feature on Alexandra's journey. For more information about the Marcus Institute of Integrative Health, visit jeffersonhealth.org. Production support provided by Dan Bernstein. I'm Gianna DiMedio. Thanks for listening.